sir, yes, sir. Welcome back to Motown and Coney. Back with my main man, Tommy. What up, though? And who knew that August 12th would be not only the day the game dropped, finally, after, what, two, two and a half months of, of waiting we should play that hand clapping sound about goddamn time because that shit was ridiculous, uh, bro. Like who, I'm trying to think. <laughs> it was so many damn artists that dropped over the last um, couple hours that I I didn't expect. Uh, Meg the Stallion dropped. Yeah, Megan the Stallion, man. I, and you know what's crazy too? Like I like the singles that she dropped. But, yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't think that uh, I, I should have listened to her album thoroughly. I didn't listen to her album. Yeah. It was so much music that taken. Yeah, it man. was. Like, it was. I, I don't know. I feel like the emoji where the head is exploding. Yeah. <laughs> that that's how much new music was that that came out. Just because not only did you have Meg, you had the game Black Thought and Danger Mouth dropped. Rod Wave dropped the album. Um, Easy dropped the album. Easy you know, on a Detroit local level drops an album. Um, you had a number of singles come out. Oh, um, Nicki yeah. Minaj, Cordier. Yeah. Whew. Fabulous in yeah. uh, French Mont- Montana. Yeah. Just so French much music. And I, I forgot who, uh, what single he's on, but he's on something. Um, Roy Five Nine. Oh, kind of yeah. dropped like a greatest hits album um compilation yeah um it's a good if you're not a fan of royce it is a good introduction um to royce that's facts yeah but let's get into the album we've been waiting for two and a half months to drop <laughs> dramatic the game um I told my wife he was gonna love this album even before we got to talking about it, <laughs> dude. And you know, it's I I love this album. I think this album is dope as hell. I'm gonna get to the whole. I'm gonna get to the meat and potatoes. Um, the ten minute diss song, um, fucking the- perfect though. To me, I thought it was amazing. I thought it was it was well thought out. I think it was the best diss song towards Eminem I ever heard. And first of all, it's a diss. And he's paying homage. So when the song first come on, he's paying homage to him. Then he turns around and disses him. That is fucking, that is amazing. Like, that is fucking dope as fuck. Like, man, I I swear, I think this album might be one of the best game albums that I've ever heard. And all 30 songs are actually pretty good. Mm. I mean, like, it's it's not, it's tolerable. It's tolerable. Like, I don't heard out of 30 song albums, I don't heard like most of the songs are trash, but out of all 30, they're tolerable. So he, he did say this was an album, going to be the album of the year. I'm not ready to say that. Uh, it's close. I'm, yeah, I'm somewhere between like and love with the album. Um, 30 songs, you get 32 features. Some of the features uh, could have did without. Well, I just had a problem with a, a couple features. I just wanted other people to um, be on them. Well, NBA Youngboy, your verse was just trash. That shit is garbage. It didn't fit the song at all. Um, Terrible. And that's, and you know, I don't know, man. I just, and now it makes it feel like I'm not a Youngboy fan or something. I, I like NBA Youngboy too. I just think that sometimes his. His verses or his songs, it'd be hit or miss. And he puts out a lot of material. He'll put out like a song, an album every two months or something. And most of the time, it's just like hit or miss. Or he'll put out mixtapes, basically. But this, the verse on this album, this game album, was trash to me. Um, I'm The Pusher T and 2 Chain song. You didn't like that one? I like. I thought it was dope. It's okay. I didn't, I didn't like the Alcapello start to it for Pusher T. Yeah, that was weird to me. Um, and I, you know, I love Pusher T. It, it just felt like a weird fit. Yeah, no, nah, I agree with you on that one. That was weird. Like I, I thought that was weird. That that part was weird. But the song was dope though. 
I thought Two Chains spit a hot verse, and I thought that the game spit a hot verse on there too. Yeah, I just think maybe because <laughs> I'm a pusher chief, man. I didn't like I didn't like the placement. You know, I feel you. It's just weird that you listen to a song that ha- that has uh, three people featured on the song. Of course, the game being the uh, the artist, you know, that's it's his album. But then usually Pusha T is usually the better of whomever he's, you know, on a feature yeah, song and with. I, and I just. Yeah, this one he sucked. <laughs> I felt it, I felt like it was done on purpose. <laughs> oh, my God. Don't say that, bro. Because <laughs> I guarantee you, Pusha T is in the place where 2 Chainz is on the song, Pusha T verse is a lot better. Is that? Well, that's the thing, too. Um, a lot of times, man, like, I wonder, I wonder how this shit was, like, thought out as far as, like, who laid down their verse first? I know that they didn't listen to the game verse and came with that shit. Because if you listen to the game verse and Pusha T listen to the game verse and put his verse in first, shame on Pusha T because he wasn't ready. Or he just was like, fuck it. Let me just put out anything. Um, Another feature I did without Blueface. Oh, yeah. Fucking. I thought that was weak. I thought he. I didn't want him on the song. Like, I, I like Blueface. But. I just didn't I didn't like him on the song. I thought that was kind of whack. I thought he could have put somebody else in there. I was surprised this album didn't have a Drake feature also. I, um, I wasn't, but I could have used Drake I could have used Drake on a couple of songs. I I was more surprised that since the album is called Dramatic, you didn't either get a Nas or a little Dirk feature. Ah, uh, yeah, that too. Either one of those I, I Yeah. I was kind of surprised on that one too. So I, I did mention that to you also that I thought Lil Durk supposed to have been on the op song. I thought that would have been dope. Um, a couple yeah, songs I, I could actually would have preferred him on that song over um, over uh, NBA YoungBoy. Yeah. yeah, or at least um, I was kind of surprised that not a Kodak Black feature also. I thought Kodak was hot right now. Here he comes. Yeah, he's hot right now. <laughs> you just had him on. Uh, Another L.A. artist who had an amazing album this year, who some consider might be album of the year, Kodak was just featured on that album. I thought maybe. Yeah, so. Yeah. As far as album of the year goes, it's, I mean, it's a conversation. I still think Kendrick's project is better. Lizzo. I like Kendrick's album, but since I I listened to this (laughs) one. And 30 songs. I mean, it's like more bang for your buck. I, I don't know if I'm riding off the high of today. Yeah. But it's really good. It's really, really good. Uh-huh. Where I had to listen to Kendrick's album a few times. My first listen, I was like, this shit's dope as fuck. Like, the first listen, I was just riding it. Can, can we get into the Eminem um, disc? Cause oh, yeah. Let's go. I feel like it's 15 years too late. Well, it might be 15 years too late. But I thought he's, you know, he he wrote it. He wrote it with the intention of paying homage at first. You can tell that these verses that he wrote, he wrote them in like separate parts. And he sounded bitter. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. That's what I was going to say. I think he's bitter off of the uh, Super Bowl. Yeah, because, I mean, what else could it be? I mean, in 2010, he basically said... At the height, you know, still at the height of the 50 cent beef, like he wasn't going to be with Eminem because Eminem kills artists. So, right. The only thing that's changed since then is Eminem, 50 cents and Dr. Dre were all at the Super Bowl performing and his ass was at home. So, (laughs) and my thing about this is the game understands just like everybody else, too. When you want attention, you know exactly who to pick on and who to go after when you want attention. And why would you not do that? Either I'm going to mention Jay-Z's name, I'm going to mention Eminem's name. Well, he mentioned Jay-Z's name. Um, Actually, because, you know, one of the things the game is famous for is his name dropped. So uh, somebody actually went, took the time and counted his most name dropped. So. Eminem's mentioned on the album 23 times, most of which on the Black Sim Shady, of course. Oh, yeah. Dr. Dre, 13 times. Kanye, 13 times. Tupac, 10. Jay-Z, 9. Nas, 7. Oh, uh, he mentioned cents. Drake a few times. 
Yeah, 50 cents. Uh, six times. And then himself another six times. So, <laughs> Well, I mean... That's how that's how his bar has always been. Even since he first came into the game, he always does that. That's just his thing. Like you know, a lot of artists got like drug references. He does name drops. That's just that's the game. That's just what he does, man. So <laughs> I don't know. So I guess my issue with the whole Eminem beef is it feels like it was a good diss song. It's it feels, a great diss song. It, it feels a little forced. Yeah, that's why I say it feels like it feels like he wrote the initial verse. That's what I was saying. It feels like he wrote it in different parts and segments. It feels like he wrote a verse paying homage at first. Because if you first listen to the first uh, verses before the stand cuts comes in, he's paying homage to him. Then after that, then he starts to like slowly diss him and diss everything around him. So he even mentions his daughter. Yeah, so... <laughs> Like Dr. Dre, like he, this Dr. is Dr. Dre, yeah. Fifty Cent um, on the D12 end. basically called yeah Big Sean the the king of Detroit, which I I was like, which I, is high. It was it's <laughs> very debatable. We we spent a lot That's of time <laughs> on talking about our issues with Big Sean on right. this podcast, uh, right? So yeah, I thought I thought that was uh that was funny. No, I, I love Big Sean. I think he's an awesome uh Yeah, we, we both yeah, got a lot of love. Yeah, but it just he's he's hit or miss just like the game sometimes, so it is what it is. Yeah. Um production wise. I know this is a executive produced by Hip Boy, but I went back and looked at the credit. That's a lot of damn producers on this damn album. That's why it took so long. Cause it's a bunch of people like that were on this producing this album. It was a so, collaborative effort. And, and, and I guess that's, I guess that's one of my negatives about the album um, is all <laughs> the, the, the features and guest appearances. Um, I don't know. It feels like J. Cole is the anti-feature artist for an album. It feels like the game, like this album should be called The Game and Friends, basically. But the, the collabs is so crispy, bro. Like, I know, and a lot of times, okay, so he included Ice-T, and in, in, if you look at some of the stuff on here, and, like, a lot of people are singing background, or he he took a snippet of uh, Ice-T. Um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot of old-school yeah, features. So it's really Ice not a feature. Jay-Z, yeah. uh, Bone Thugs, and Harmony. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I was saying. It's really not technically a feature if he just uses their voice. I guess yeah. it might be. I don't. I don't know. It's like I said. The the young boy blue face. Um, those features I could have did without. Um, he had Fabio on there. I thought that was pretty dope. Yeah, and Fabio, you are not the king of New York, but just <laughs> let me say that now. Uh, barking up some wrong trees right there. I mean. Do we give it to somebody that's like older that doesn't even like? I think that's just like something to say. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely something to say because yeah. this has. I don't how care many if he, times have people done. Yeah, it? I don't care if he. I mean, <sighs> yeah, he's he's not. <laughs> you know, I done heard everybody say that before. I mean, but then it, you know, back then, especially like in the nineties, like you you wanted to be. I mean, look at all the artists that was in New York. Yeah, that's true. I wonder. You know, we should do. Uh, we should do like a a countdown and see like um, whom do we think is the king of uh, New York? Do like a, a one through five, like whoever used that reference because a lot of people use it loosely. Yeah. So like Fabio, <laughs> Fabio has used it. Diddy, Jay Z, Nas. Nas. Fifty. Uh, who else? Lloyd Banks. Uh, <laughs> we can just keep going forever. <laughs> yeah. Fabulous. Uh, Fat Joe. Uh, <laughs> it's just so. Yeah, and we we gotta get into camera, the whole Fat Joe, Irv Gotti. Uh, <laughs> oh, yo, I want to talk about that too. Yeah, <laughs> but going back to <laughs> overall, I like the album. I would have liked to have personally seen a little less features. Um, there are some songs where it's just a game, and I feel like he's at his best. Yeah. 
That's on true. those songs. I also feel like he's at his best on the on the Kanye tracks. Yeah, that's true too. Kanye, Kanye actually, Kanye did his thing. Yeah, Kanye did his thing, but we heard like some of those as the yeah. singles, but the singles just didn't stand out. Like you no, know, the singles don't even them. stand. Like I, yeah, I didn't make it through any of the singles. From to be honest, <laughs> yeah, like I skipped easy. I I did listen to like the transition to um and the first song minute. with Ice T, and then Easy comes on as a second I song, about which it. transitioned really smoothly. The one of the singles is not even on the album. Yeah, it just probably didn't make the violence. Cut. Yeah, violence wasn't. <laughs> I think violence was on there. You sure? It felt like I seen it. It's a bonus, you know. Yeah, it's, it's a bonus. Yeah, that's why I was like, I felt like I seen it like towards the end. Um, cause like uh, I think Rick Ross song is technically supposed to be the end song because I think it's like the last song, and then there's two more songs after that. Yeah, two or three more. Yeah. Father's Prayer, Universal Love. Yeah. Chris Brown. Um, overall, as far as Coney rating, mm, probably 4.5, 4, somewhere in there. That's dope. Out of five? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm feeling that. I'm definitely feeling that. That's what I was going to say. Give me a 4 or 4.5. I thought the album was crispy. Of course, me. Um, like, I'm subtract yeah. points because some of the features I could have did without. Yeah, that too. Some there the, are some of the features too. There are some songs where I feel like the production uh, overshadows. Um, I think the game and just a couple of songs got a little lazy with his writing. Uh, I don't know. I I want to I want to say I just think that he was trying like different styles because I remember was. I, yeah because I was telling you too I said in one song he sounds like he's trying to be like Kendrick. The diss on Eminem, he's trying to be like Eminem. He's trying yeah, to be like, I'm yeah, so. very curious. I don't think M may respond, but I do know somebody that probably will. Yeah, he's going to get a lot of people to respond on this um, particular album. He took a lot of shots, too. Yeah, he took some shots. He took some shots at Drake. Yeah, he did. He took some shots. At, that's what I was going to say, too. But You don't have a Drake feature on here, and then you take shots at Drake. And he mentioned him as Aubrey Graham. Mm-hmm. And I know he doesn't like that. Yeah, but I, I got an artist he didn't mention that I feel going to respond to this Eminem disc. Okay. Oh, Royce? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that he was paying homage. Like, Yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see what happens in the next couple of days. Um, yeah. Overall, good album. Not sure. It'll be interesting to see... Um, once we get into award season and once we get away from the album, like I would like like a month from now, see if I'm still banging the album, see, see where it's, you know, it's at. Right. Cause I'm not going to lie, man. A lot of these albums that came out really haven't had a lot of good replay value. Like yeah. they play the hottest songs on the radio over and over again. And Especially with you having like satellite radio, I think we both have satellite radio. It drains the song, it drains the album because you can listen to it over and over again. Like they've played Beyonce whole album. It's no filter no more on like singles. Mm-hmm. So now they play the whole fucking album on a damn radio, and it's like nothing else to listen to. You're like, oh, I'm done with this album after they play it for a whole two months or a month. You're done with it. Yeah. So. I don't know. Let's we want to talk about the Black Thought and um, yeah, oh, Danger Mouse album. Uh, yes, sir. I want to talk about that one. Then we can talk about Megan's too. Yeah. So lyrically, Black Thought is still at its best. Um, Super dope. Clearly. Um, if you if you want a lesson in penmanship and how to write rhymes, uh, Black Thought is always somebody to uh, look after. As far as how they're writing, overall, the the album is certainly a vibe. Definitely a vibe. Um, and for those that don't know, Danger Danger Miles is probably most famous for his great album. Yeah, and the Gnarls Barkley yeah. uh, albums. Yeah. Um, I thought the Gnarls Barkley album was better than this one. I think we both agree. Yeah, we both agree with that one. 
This one was kind of like it's a slow ride and flow. Yeah, it's a it's a hip hop elevator music. That's how I would kind of describe <laughs> this album. But you know what else? You know what I was it's just thought about. So after I just got this Black Thought and DJ Danger Mouse album, now I want to see Black Thought and Alchemist. For some reason, I need that right now. If I can get that, if they can hear this, please, because. I want Black Thought to rhyme to some of those beats that Freddie Gibbs and some of those other artists are, are yeah, yeah like, uh, I would love to hear Black Thought to some Freddie Gibbs type beats or some uh or some of those guys up in uh in Buffalo type beats and you don't think so? I could see that. Yeah, like some of that uh I, that I mafia type music. Wanting him to do more stuff with DJ Premier. Yeah, that would be dope too. But it, it premieres premiere, man. Like, yeah, you. I don't know, man. Like, I just I need the uh, Alchemist feature, I guess, uh, or something. I need something with him and Alchemist. Give yeah, me five uh, songs. Lyrically, this this album is five conies. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Some of the beats are just suspect. Yeah, yeah the beats. It, it almost reminded me of the criticism that Nas used to get all the time about, you know, the lyric being on point and the beat selection not. And it, and I feel like some of the beats were actually worse than some of the worst Nas beats. So, <laughs> And when I was listening to this, I was like, I was thinking to myself, I was like, when we do the show, I was like, I bet you Rodney's going to say something about these beats because they're so shitty. I was just thinking about that. I was thinking about that last night. I said, these beats are fucking terrible. But the lyrics was fucking yeah, fire. So, yeah, the lyrics make you push through the the beaty, the shitty you can beat selection. <laughs> yeah, it felt like Danger Mouse, in my opinion, was being a fake alchemist. That's why I said I want alchemist now, because once I heard these beats, it just felt like he was missing something. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like you made sp- spaghetti, but you didn't, like, <laughs> you didn't like, season it. Yeah, you correctly. didn't you didn't season it or you you just went to the store and you just got some prego and just poured it on the noodles or some shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree, bro. And that's exactly the vibe I got from it. Um Um it made me sleepy at certain points. <laughs> <laughs> no, I you know what's crazy? I listen to I go back and listen to albums twice. So what it was is I listened to the game the first time I fell in love with the album and I thought it was dope. Then I listened to this album back to back and I was like, this shit is is terrible. It, I mean, as far as beat, well, as far so as beat wise, I did the opposite. Lyric. So because I, I knew you were gonna listen to the game album first, I listened uh-huh. to the 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 cheat code, the Black Thought and um, Danger Mouse album first, and then I listened to the game album. See, that's that's actually, where I fucked up at. Actually, I listened to the Magdest Stallion album before I listened to the game album. So. Okay, wait, wait, hold on. So I didn't. I'm, I'm letting everybody know I didn't do my homework correctly. I did not listen to Megan the Stallion album. Okay, instead I listened to Peasy's album, a local Detroit artist. Yeah, and you said you you like that album. I fucking like that album. I thought Peasy he put his fucking foot in that shit. Like he cooked up something right there. Of course, the single with him and uh, G Herbo is going fucking nuts right now. And um, that the album is a vibe. I think like he did Detroit Justice. Um, it's one of those type of albums where like you get a song that's like a minute or something. Then like two minutes, you know, it's one of them type of albums. <laughs> you like, oh okay, I just breathe through that album real fast. But I listened to it twice. I thought it was pretty dope, but I didn't listen to Megan album and I felt bad afterwards. Yeah, so I did listen to Meg album. Um, so surprisingly, because um, like I was on title and I'm like, okay, I know I gotta listen to the game album, Black Thought. And I'm like, damn, I forgot about you know Meg. <laughs> I like the I like the album a lot. Oh shit, I gotta go back. I'm gonna listen to it for sure. Yeah, because I need um, to put my input. And I know we've been criticized for, you know, not showing a lot of women artists love on the podcast. But I like this Meg album. Like I can't even hold you up. It's um it's dope as hell. Um I don't think I've skipped a song yet and oh, I've shit. listened to it twice. Damn. Okay. So now I definitely gotta go. You haven't skipped a song yet and you listen to it twice. 
Damn, that's dope. Because I love the singles. The singles is fire to me. Yeah, I I, was, yeah. I like the whole vibe of the album. Um, I feel like the track placement is just about right. I might move one or two tracks around, but I, it's it's a good album. I, I give Damn. it four conies. See, now I can't I can't technically say what I feel is the best albums out of this week since I didn't listen to all and it's a couple other albums. Yeah, because Ride Wave, I haven't got to his his work yet. I did not get to Ride Waves also. Um I even took time to listen to like a few singles. Yeah. Um Nicki Minaj single, we both agree is not where it's at. Um Yeah, I don't like the I didn't I didn't care for it. I don't I don't need it right now. Even uh, I don't know if she called herself paying homage. I didn't like the beat selections. Yeah, and yeah, with the it, did, it just thing, it, it just yeah, it didn't flow. It yeah, it, it, it was very. <laughs> I'm sorry, you suck. It was forced. I guess that's I guess that's the word I'm looking for. Um, and the thing is, like, the thing that I love Nicki Minaj, but sometimes it feels like. It can be a fucking riot going on outside. The world can be coming to the end. And she'll come out with like a song out of left field that just doesn't rock with everything that's going on. And this is that song. Like, it's the summertime. It's all. It's yeah, just it's feel like it's not even a summertime song. Yeah, it's very much a winter. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I got to be a fan. <laughs> it's like, I got to be a fan, a, really, a huge fan to like this shit and force myself to like this song. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna survey and some because I know a couple of you know Nikki can do no wrong type fans to see what they say about it. But I yeah, I, especially after listening to the Meg album, yeah, I just and I don't. I feel like Nikki's is trying to find her place again in in the female scene because when she was dominant i mean she really didn't have any competition really right i agree with you on that when she was dominant no competition and um and she was just punching away at fucking little kim like she was just like yeah paper machine like <laughs> your your biggest competition a little kim who hadn't been relevant in, in pre you know in a while but now you have Cardi, you got Meg, you got Bi, Bi, right. uh, Rhapsody. Uh, even even when Remy came, Remy and then Remy and like Remy, was causing their problems. Remy but. killed her verse on um, DJ Premier, uh, and actually, I think the video came out today with her and uh, Rhapsody. Right. So, I don't know. I just feel like Nikki's trying to find her footing again because she's definitely not the queen of, of rap right now. Right, and then I, you know, I know she did uh, have children, and you know she probably moving in a different direction too. I, I think that you know where I think she fucked up at, and, and this just is my honest opinion. I think she fucked up when she came back out and she was doing interviews, and she said she didn't like the songs that she came out with with like Calvin Harris and like some of those other um, DJs and everything, and then it felt like more like house music or more like um, party music. And she said, I hate those cuts, like Sound the Alarm and Starships. And she said she hate those songs in the interview. And I think that's what actually kind of made her. Like, Yeah, that, I'm not going to say. And then, yeah, for her to just tear those songs it, down. Like, and I then, that, and then right, currently where hip-hop is at or R&B, you're seeing the, the embrace of that style more and more. Right, she doesn't realize this, but she was a fucking trendsetter. And then you tear it down, and now I look at we were just I was just was talking about Calvin Harris came out with uh with a, another compilation album too, I, and I thought that this one wasn't better than Volume One, but um, Nicki Minaj she would have been perfect on that compilation album. Instead, he went with different artists, and it just didn't work for me. I didn't like this particular one. Yeah, so um. Go back to the drawing board, Nikki. Let's see what the next single sounds like. Um, if this is going to be the vibe of the album, yeah, not I don't gonna work. want it. <laughs> I don't want it if that's what's going to be the vibe of the album. Because cause right now, I'm packing female artist-wise albums I'm looking forward to that's supposed to drop soon would be Cardi, Rhapsody, yeah. And then maybe Nikki. 
Yeah, it, it falls definitely in that pecking order. And I'm seeing Remy, like like you said, Remy on a DJ premiere, like she tore it up. Now I'm looking for Remy. I'm like, damn, Remy, come out with an album. Like, I want to hear it. Um, I know she. the last album that we heard from Remy was the compilation album with her and Fat Joe. So hopefully she could put out a solo project and, yes. and tear it up. Speaking of Fat Joe. <laughs> <laughs> He was he made some headlines. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I haven't even watched all of the Herb Gotti Jaru Drink Champs um, interview slash podcast because Nori up. Oh, Nori is hilarious, by the way. He's hilarious, but his it's too damn long. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I had the nerve to do? I had the nerve to watch that shit when I got off of work. I fell asleep, woke back up at like 12. It was still going on. It. Yeah, I watched <laughs> it right at 12. And I actually watched all of it. By the time it went off, though, it was almost 5 in the morning. I was like, God damn. Like, that's how long they were fucking sitting there just talking. I just, yeah, that's crazy. I don't know. Maybe Four you need hours. to hire an editor or something. <laughs> Chop this shit down in an hour and a half, two hours, because I... They they keep getting longer and longer. Like, yeah, <laughs> this shit was long the, as fuck. The, the Kanye one was long. Alicia Keys, I feel like it's still on there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen. I, the, has a Drake one even came out yet? I don't think so. Yeah, the Big Sean's was lengthy, but I, I think Alicia Keys and, and this last one were. Yeah, just wow, man. This was too too fucking long. But it was entertaining, though. Yeah. To watch, yeah, to watch. Uh, Ir- I like how Irv Gotti and Ja Rule, they both were, like, really drinking and smoking weed. And, you know, they was really getting into the whole interview process so, of, <laughs> of drink champs. So, <laughs> uh, so Fat Joe has some, I guess, him and Irv Gotti are no longer friends. Well, <laughs> uh. I think Irv Gotti made a lot of uh, enemies during that uh, whole interview. A couple times he even left Ja Rule kind of like puzzled too. Yeah, his ja Rule ja like, I'm just facial, learning about this. Yeah, <laughs> his facial expressions is what he was saying was like, like, what the fuck am I dealing with? But everybody always said that Irv, in, in the industry, everybody always says that he was really emotional. Like, Irv Guy is an emotional person. And from watching his interview, he was really emotional. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, he said he claims he's over Ashanti. I don't think so. Yeah, that's 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 my point there. He's he's really emotional when it comes to her. So I don't think he's over her either. And uh, Nori and them made a good point when they said, "Do you see her when on Instagram when she's like on a beach or when she's like modeling something or she has on a, a outfit?" And you're like, "Damn, I miss her." And he like, "No, I had that." So I, you know. But you sit here and you had a whole discussion. You called this woman out her name and you dragged yeah, her through which, the mud. Which Fat Joe brought yeah. up. He didn't appreciate you. Um, Herb using the, the B word towards uh, Ashanti and other women. Yeah, going, um, just dragging on the hill. Even though Fat Joe did call uh, the young ladies during the verses crackheads. <laughs> uh, nasty bitches. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> I thought that shit was funny. But hey, it is what it is. Like he, you know, um, I think, I think that honestly, I think that Irv Gotti, he just made this new thing of money. I think he needs to just move on and you know just enjoy like his newfound uh, glory. Uh, yeah, because it felt like he was down and out, and now he just sold all their masters. I think he sold the Shanti masters and Ja Rules and. The whole murder eating catalog for like three hundred million or something. So, and now he's a producer of movies now for BET. So, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> How did you feel about his take on? Um, I know you say you didn't really watch it all the way, but um, how do you feel about his take on how things went down with J Lo also, which was like at the beginning of the interview? Yeah. So basically, what he was saying was that. Um, he was on the phone with uh, Tommy Matola, and Tommy Matola uh, said the N word. Yeah, yeah, and it, which which resulted in him saying like things, you know, during the you know when that person re- called them from the you know to give him the phone interview, 
and he wound up saying things about J Lo. That's what why you know. Yeah, I once again e- emotions. Emotional roller coaster, man. This guy, and I think that's what makes Jay Z like a better CEO. Yeah, I agree. That's and he called Mike Geronimo like a what do you call him a, a bitch ass nigga or something. You <laughs> know, you know who everybody <laughs> reminds me of um, Dame Dash in a, in a in a little bit there. He said shit about Dame, too. Yeah, I know. He said <laughs> shit about Dame. But they're both very emotional. Yeah, that's true. I feel like that's I feel like that's like New York dudes, though. I yeah, got some friends from New York that's like, they're like emotional. Like but yeah, when they but talk. You, don't, you don't get this, like, I feel like in a case of like a Jay-Z, the business has always been the business. He could, he could give a shit less about your feelings. Yeah, that's true. I think Jay Z was like he a special case, and Jay Z has always been like one or two moves ahead of everybody else. Like I'm gonna do this and then I'm gonna do that. Yeah, that's what makes Jay. I'm still going off the interview that he had with Kevin Hart. Man, like a lot of people, I guess they're they're watching the interview again and they're like listening and learning like from the interview. And I was and you were right. Jay Z always been a couple steps ahead. Think about this: when Dame Dash went broke, owed the IRS. Jay Z paid for that shit. He paid for him to, you know, he paid all his debt off and everything. And he's not only done that with him, he's done that with numerous artists. Yeah, DMX and mm-hmm. he, um, he paid for artists to get out of the contracts and yeah, that's that's that guy. He's paid for and, funerals. Yeah, and, that, and I mean that's that's just the stuff we know about it, and we don't even know about all the unwritten stuff that he's done. Um, yeah, like that's that's insane to me, man. Like for Jay Z to be so humble after guys have talked the most shit about him and backstabbed him. Even, I mean, he does even that. going back to, I mean, they both benefited, but for him to put put the beef aside and to sign Nas, you know, when he you know first went to Def Jam and for them to sit down and do an interview. And for him, like he said, one of the most humble things that I that I ever seen somebody say after they've been beefing with somebody for years, he said, you know, you don't sign an artist of Nas caliber like you partner with them. That's right. That's right. And I thought that he always did things by the book. But what Irv Gotti was saying, too, when they came to like, um, I guess Lior pulled him into the room and was like, you know, you splitting things 50-50. Or you splitting a pie basically mm-hmm. with Dame Dash and um and Biggs. What was it? Kareem Biggs Burke. And um Jay Z was like, wait a minute, Dame doesn't rap, sing, do anything. Like he's just in the videos, you know what I mean? So and he wound up like cutting him out, basically, and like taking over. At least that's what Irv Gotti said he thinks that's what happened. He doesn't know. I yeah, don't know. I don't, but I don't he think well, that's what happened. I don't think we'll ever know. Like I do think that's part of it, but I think there. I think it was a lot deeper, uh, based on just some of the, some of the things Dame has said, um, some of the things Big said in the past. But I do feel like Jay Z plotted a course where he he partnered with Dame as long as it could benefit him. And then when the, when it was no longer beneficial, it wasn't no growth there. Jay-Z was already thinking, okay, this is going to be my next move. Right. And I thought, I thought, you know, I thought that they actually had something that could have lasted forever. Something similar to like uh, Cash Money Records. Because at that particular time, they they actually ventured off and started picking up other artists. And they came in with, uh, with hot albums also. They went and picked up Twister at one point. Um, they actually wind up picking up uh, Cameron and those guys too. And they joined it, in the rock. And that was, but that was, I think, the Cameron signing was the beginning. It was like the bot, the iceberg. Yeah, that's true. I think that was. You're right about that. So Cameron, and then you know, Jewel Santana, which I never really understood the whole Dipset operation because they was all on like different labels at one point. It seemed like, yeah. 
I think they actually was one of the first ones to kind of um, do similar deals like that, where each one of them was like on a on a different label, but when they came together um, and formed a group, yeah, yeah. you yeah. had like Jules Santana literally signed a Def Jam talking about Jay Z, and I'm like. Yeah, that made that no sense. To that me. ain't the smartest business move, but okay. You know what's crazy to me? What I always thought Jim Jones always had the shittiest deals, and he would be like with a weird ass record label or something. And then all of a sudden, once he got older and it felt like he was like irrelevant, then he just signed with Def Jam. And I seen him like at the little Def Jam party. Mm-hmm. I was like, damn, I thought like he was done, but. I don't know. I guess it was his time to sign with well, Def Jam. Yeah, <laughs> not, and I going back to the game album. The the game is forty two now, and I think it's hilarious that when he was twenty six and came out with the uh, what, the doctor's advocate and on one blood, you know, he took shots at Jay Z. You're thirty six and you're still rapping. <laughs> and I <laughs> now he's. <laughs> could 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 this lead to a because we we've, we've seen artists in their forties uh, reinvent themselves, stay relevant, mm-hmm. put out great pieces of work. Could could this be because Born to Rap was just an okay album, the one that came out before this. Uh, I'm trying to think of the last great game album. Mm-hmm. Maybe the documentary two or two point five somewhere in there, right? Which wasn't really not too long ago, if you really think about but it. Could he see? Because Jay Z at what fifty two, and he has I don't Jay Z hasn't put out what an album since twenty sixteen. But st- right solo, right? Yeah, yeah. But still, is relevant. Hell, the talk of Pusher T album for even before it came out was um you had a Jay Z feature on it. Right. And and that's the thing. I mean, but that's what we was talking about earlier. Like when you talk about relevant music, it's music that's impactful for today and music that will stay with you through time. Cause a lot of albums like we just date basically like forget. I, that's why I like listening to feel good music because if you think about it, like all those hip hop songs that Little John put out and everything, when you go to the clubs, they play those. When you hear them on the radio, and it makes you feel good. Like I remember those songs. I don't think a lot of artists have those particular songs that make you feel good or like if it if it did come on, you was like, oh, I remember this, and then you still don't want to listen to yeah, it. Yeah, no you like oh, war. Yeah, the, <laughs> the most you'll get is like you'll you'll go back and listen to the album and be like, oh, this shit wasn't as good. As yeah, I'm like you go back like I forgot about it again. Like it doesn't stay in your playlist. Like I'm, it's not getting a thumbs up or add this to my playlist. Shit, you know what I mean? So, all right, so I got a good one for you. What do you think is the last album wholeheartedly? An album that you won't forget and you think will be embedded in the glory and like remember for forever like the last whole album and it can be albums that you just listened to recently that you won't forget and it can stand the test of time this is just me personally or albums it's I just think. you personally that's fine <sighs> Off the top of my head, Forest Hill Drive came on. That's fucked up because it's that's the same thing I was just thinking. I'm dead serious. We we thinking the same thing. We locked eyes, people. I had Forest Hills Drive already in my head. I already thought about this a long time ago, and you said the shit it's like that's literally the best album that I can think of that stands the test of time. Twenty years from now, uh, you could put that album on. And you'll get the same feeling that you heard it when you first heard that fucking album. Forest Hills Drive. I love Kendrick Lamar. Um, but we're talking about albums. Now, if Poetic Justice, the single comes on with him and Drake, that hits me hard. I love that song. It can stand the test of time also. But talking whole album, Forest Hills yeah, Drive. Yeah, because I'm, I'm thinking like Forest Hill Drive, 
The Blueprint. Yeah, Blueprint never go nowhere. Yeah. Illmatic. Yeah, that's true. It was written. I don't feel that way about as it's written, but that's fine. <laughs> I, don't, I mean, um, I just don't feel that way, but Stillmatic, yeah. I mean, Illmatic, yeah. Stillmatic 2. Stillmatic 2. I ain't going to even lie. Stillmatic, yeah. Because it feels like when I listen um, to Blueprint, now nah, I got to go listen to Stillmatic. Yeah. Like, that's yeah, just that's how I those, go. Those yeah. are like, yeah, okay. like, that's how I feel. Like, I'm locked in on both um, of those. I'm trying to think of some more current albums, though. I know, and that's what and that's what I was gonna say too. Like, it, we look at Forest Hills Drive. Forest Hills Drive is actually a current album if you think about it. I mean, it's not too current, but it's in like a new. It's like in this generation, right? Yeah. But no other album. That's why I get pissed off at Big Sean so much. Cause, bro, you right here. Big Sean has right singles here. that will. Yeah, you got singles, but not an album. Yeah. But Drake. Drake has uh, albums. Yeah, because um, y'all know how I feel about <laughs> Drake. But I looked at you. I was waiting on you to say it like an album, but you didn't say not one, so I'm waiting. No, I'm, I'll, I'll give you two that I, I think um, if you're reading this, it's, it's too late. I'm going I'm to I'm disagree with, with that one, but I love that album. I'm I'm gonna say like albums that stand the test of time. Take care. I I feel like take care. Yeah, but I got another album that I was just thinking about, Rodney. And I went back and I was listening to it. Views. I know he he no because he be plugging so, the hell out the Views no, album. <laughs> yeah, because I listen to Views right, and I'm like, you got Controller on there, right? Which is a fucking fire single. Then you got the song with him and Rihanna, Too Good For You, right? Which is fucking crazy. Then you got Hotline Bling on there. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. Hold on. Like, What the fuck is going on here? Like, those songs you will not forget. If they come on on the... And then you remember that stupid-ass dance he was doing. And you're like, oh, shit. Like, And then there was another single on there that was fucking crazy, too. I couldn't think of the other single that was on there. But I was thinking to myself, I'm like... Is this really a fucking classic album? Cause it might be a classic album from Drake. And I I never looked at views like that. But it might be a classic album, bro. So how do you feel about that? Like the thought of Views album actually being a a, a classic. You don't mm, think so? It's not a classic to me. I got another album. Mm-hmm. That I think twenty years from now, it's more it's current too. Well, kind of um, Ben Staples, the Summer '06 album. Okay, I like the album, right? I know you more of a Ben Staple, um, Big Fish, yeah. But I like the album. But now remember, we saying albums that you. That can stand the test of time and you won't forget. You think that you 15, 20 years from now. Yeah, because like I like for Forest Hill Drive, like I remember the first time I heard the album. Same thing with the Ben Staples. Like I can tell you, like literally the first time I heard that Summer 06 album. And it hit you like yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I like I love Ben Staples. I guess that album just didn't resonate with me and it won't it won't stick with me like you know, I love Big Fish Theory album, but it just wouldn't, it won't, it won't stick with me. I love a lot of albums, but it just feel like some of those albums just won't stick with me. You know what I mean? Like, I'll put it to you like this, right? You know how we love old school hip hop. But a lot of, who thinks about the I, I love the icons. It, they had a, a song called "Get Fucked Up." Get fucked up. Get fucked up. But nobody's looking for that shit. Like I like that song. That shit was dope as hell. Who's looking for Poe Pimp? Like uh, a lot of their songs. Like who's looking for fucking Sir Mix a Lot Buttermilk Biscuits? Like a lot of people aren't listening to. You know what I mean? They just remember the singles. So I love. Vince Staples and I love some of the singles. It's like we talked about with Big oh. Sean, but the whole album, no, bro. Kanye got some some albums, bro. Kanye's a, a fucking he's embedded in the glory, bro. <laughs> like Kanye got albums, yeah, but like 
out of the, his new albums, no, but no, I'm, I'm talking like late registration, college oh, dropout, yeah. college dropout, late registration. Hold on, wait a minute. My uh, twisted, my dark twisted fantasy. Um, I throw another one in there too that I thought was fucking. The, what's the one with him and um? Well, welcome to the good life on there. The one he was battling fifty with. Oh, graduation. That shit was fucking dope as fuck. Yeah, like <laughs> he got four albums that. Soon as those albums come on, because those songs are old as hell, right? I play some of those songs at work. Everybody vibing to it. The old, young, fucking deaf. I'm like, how you hear this shit? <laughs> Everybody's vibing to it, man. Fucking ghost. Everybody is vibing to this. That's how. That's how great Kanye West is. Yeah, those so- singles and albums resonate. And I guess that's why, like, the game said this the album of the year. I don't. I'm curious to see a year from now if I'm still banging this album. The reason why. yeah, Okay. So that's why I said for now is is dope, but it's not a classic album. It doesn't. It's not no love ballads on it like that for me. I, I, I'm R&B <laughs> time. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm saying, like, it's not no ballads on there or. Like I'll, it's just I get I what you're saying because yeah, it don't go with the times. Yeah, it's just I understand. He talks about a lot of gang banging, uh, maybe some shit going on in L.A. Like, and, and I guess yeah, like he he talks about what, his past. That's why I guess for me it's like a four, Coney, and not like classic five because he's forty two. Right, and this goes back to my issue with the Lloyd Banks album too. Would it have liked to see some some grown man uh, talk? I mean, it, it is the game being the game and going basically using a formula that has worked for him uh, for his career. But yeah, need a little bit more seasoning. I yeah, <laughs> I no, I, we in total agreements, bro. And that's what I was saying too, like. How long will it be? If you, All Eyes by The Game featuring Jeremiah is one of my favorite songs. I was thinking like maybe he'll get into that formula. He got kids now. You know, I'm thinking like maybe it'll be something a little grown. He'll hit us with the lyrical. Um, The diss to Eminem was masterful. But other than that, I thought I'd get more of a grown album. I did understand he talking about gang banging and you like 40 something years old. You live in Calabasas now. Yeah, like, come on, bro. Same thing with Rick Ross, too. I I always thought that that shit was kind of corny after a while. I want to hear, like, some party music or something. That's why I said something upbeat, sure. Yeah, and I don't know. I guess it's easier because I'm thinking Ludacris, Nas, they're, they're in the, that same age bracket. Right. Um, Ludaverso. And Luda, we could do this as a topic one day, like artists that haven't dropped in a while that you, that you want an album from. Yeah. I know Ludacris recently said on IG, like the Fast and the Furious 10 movie has inspired him to get back in the studio. Um, so I'm hoping we get a Ludacris album soon. But I say all that to say like Ludacris on a Ludaversal album like you had the it had the old school Luda vibe, but you got a lot of grown man tracks too. Right. And you know what I was thinking too about artists like similar to the game? If you can't if you're not a good storyteller or you can't like bring party vibes or party music, you usually struggle and then that's when you falter out of the hip hop game. So you get artists like Nelly who can't tell a story. You crash. Ja Rule, who can't tell a story. He did have a little bit of the party vibe at towards the end with like living it up and like a couple other songs, but you crash. If you can't tell a story or bring a party vibe, you usually fade into the background. And I'm kind of surprised the game, because the game isn't a good storyteller artist. And he really doesn't bring well, like I, party I, vibes. I think that's why you get the 30 songs, 32 features. Right. That's true. That's why you get that. Because now that you mention it, like, one of the things Nas was always known for was storytelling. Yeah, that, he's masterful. 
That's why I love him. I love when you listen to Nas or Jay Z or Eminem or LL or fucking even Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg can tell a fucking paint a picture. A lot of those artists, man, that can paint a picture and like Biggie and Pac and and those artists that I just mentioned that can paint a picture. It's like you fucking there. I never got that with the game. The game he he done a couple songs where he was trying to paint a picture and tell a story. It just yeah, I feel like his best storytelling time when he was, like you could tell he was actually trying was nineteen ninety two, the nineteen ninety two album. Mm-hmm. That whole because nineteen ninety two came around. Out around the time he had released a documentary two and a documentary two point five, right? But so nineteen ninety two because you get the the song this uh, the OJ song, you get the Bompton song where he talks about them raiding his house, right? Uh, even the song where he talks about his dad uh, raping his his sister, but mm-hmm. where he talks about blood everywhere or whatever, right? I thought those was I thought those was amazing songs, man, and like shit that like which, it, it brings which, you closer to the artist. Which is part of the frustration with this album is he has the ability to tell story, but he's just rambling. Yeah. And that's what I was. <laughs> so, so for people that probably think I think the album is dope, but a lot of times, especially with the times these days. Where a lot of guys are just rambling. They're just saying like random shit. I love Kodak, but Kodak just say random shit. He be like, bling, bling, <laughs> bling, bling, bling. She gonna clinch. She gonna clinch, ping, ping. You know, they say just like random shit. So that's what it sounds like. But I'm you. it's easy to get my attention, but it's easy for me to forget about you too. Right now, I listen to the album back to back. I love the album. Okay, but am I gonna forget about it in a few months? Yeah, I'm not gonna even lie to you. Two, three months, I'm forget about yeah. it. Yeah. Okay, I found it. So the game best storytelling songs to me are off the documentary two point five, where you get um, game bang bang anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, you get the ghetto with him and Nas, where he felt like I feel like he's. Knew he was on a song with Nas. He had to bring bring it. Right. From Adam, where he basically tells a story about how he got set up and shot and um, even his relationship with WAG 100. Uh, last time you seen, uh, which was the, when was the last time you seen Tupac with him and Scarface? Like, mm-hmm. I felt like the artist he picked to be on a song with him, force him into the storytelling mode because you're going to get great story from Scarface. You're going to get a great story from Nah, right. even Schoolboy Q. Right, that's true. Yeah, certain artists make you step your game up, and when you on a track with NBA YoungBoy, that's not gonna make me step my game up. Fabio is not gonna make me step my game up. A lot of those artists that he was on the tracks with. It's not gonna make me step my game up, and that's like, why just, like the, the Kanye just songs work because Kanye gonna whether you like it or hate Kanye, he probably gonna kill it if he's featuring on a song. Right, that's true. That's Even true. Meek, yeah, that's true. Yeah, Meek killed the shit out of that though. Mm-hmm. I, <laughs> yeah, Meek came my swing. I was like, damn, this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I know it's almost time to slide. I know we didn't talk about the. Uh, the fabulous and uh, French Montana single still loading in my processing in my mind. Um, that means that we possibly about to get a fabulous album coming out soon. So, yeah. just wanted to put that out there. The world could use a fabulous album. Yeah, I'm waiting on it. I'm waiting on it. We need it. We just had a Lloyd Banks. So come on, fabulous. Yeah. So, bonus episode this Wednesday. We're gonna talk about Hard Knocks. And then Detroit Lions, was this possibly shaping up to be the best season of Hard Knocks? Talk a little fantasy football. Oh, yeah. And then we still got homework to do. I still haven't uh, been able to sit down and watch Evil. 
Yeah. Oh man, I still got a couple shows I haven't yeah. been able to watch either. Uh-huh. And Miss Pat just came yeah, back Ms. on. Pat just came. I'm two episodes in. Damn, I only one. I fell asleep on. On yeah, the well, I, I fell asleep on the second one, and I woke up this morning. And I said, "Let me at least watch one before the kids wake up." So, okay, yeah, I gotta watch. I gotta. I think I'm gonna probably finish it today, though. So we'll catch y'all on Wednesday for for our bonus episode. Catch y'all on the B side. Peace. <laughs>